today I just want to uh, really touch on a few of our mountaintops here at church. Like, what are we doing? What are we about? It's a little bit of a, um, a, a bit of a vision, really, I suppose. Um, Deb and I have been, you know, we've, we're obviously praying about the future of this church and and what what are we doing now? And and um, so we are really we're we we're also we're just concerned with what God's up to in our community. Um, thanks, Connor. Something's not happening there. Um, we uh, late last year, um, as as I was praying about this, the the church, um, God just kept dropping this phrase into my heart, and that was inside out, inside out, inside out, and it was it was a, a phrase for the church, and um, I I really get a sense that God wants us to be a church that <laughs> initially I just saw this church being turned inside out. Well, you know, we were in, and then we were looking out, and we were like, "Wow, look, we're going, we're going to the world. We're a church who goes to the world, um, but we can't go to the world unless He's done something on the inside of our hearts." And so, this year, being uh, our theme being established in love, it's it's all about what God is doing. Uh, you know on the inside of us. That's what the theme is about. That's not the end of the story with what God wants to do in our church this year. There's other things and mission and all that as well. But we just felt that this year he wants us to um, position ourselves and, and intentionally focus on uh, on the root issues in our heart, on growing stronger in his love, on, on knowing his love and growing in his love so that we can be more effective on the inside. And you know, the, the picture of the tree, you don't see the roots. You don't see that. That's all, that's all happening below the surface. But what the world sees, what we produce, that's the branches, that's the fruit, that's the, uh, the blessings of where we're planted. And so it's all about knowing. Um, it's all about knowing being, uh, yes, here we go, knowing who we're planted in. And so I just want to kick today off with a couple of verses here. Um, and this one here is really the, the, the cornerstone verse, I suppose, for, for us this year um, from Ephesians 3, 16 to 18. I pray that out of his glorious riches, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being. That's the hidden place, the inner being. That's, the, that's where the roots are. So that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power. Now we're getting to the, whoa, what's coming up through the roots? We've got some power here. Something's going to be evident here. May have power together with all the Lord's holy people, thanks Connor, to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. And to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of, of all the fullness of God. Come on. He wants us to be a people that are full. Overflowing. Full, you know, overflow is the definition of full. You know, when you see a glass filled up with water, you know it's full when it's overflowing. He wants us to do life totally, totally full. Um, so that's, that what it, that's what it means to be established in love. I believe, you know, that's, that's the overflow. Love is the overflow of our lives. Um, I had this thought come into my mind that an establishment is where the presence of what um, is established lives. An establishment is the presence of what is established lives, okay? That's the place where the owner dwells in the establishment. 
That's the, and the establishment is the place where, where it represents what the owner's heart is. An establishment is, is the place where people know, oh, we go, we go, to, um, you know, we go to KFC, and we know what we're going to get at KFC. We're going to get greasy chicken and hamburgers and chips, and we're going to enjoy it. And then about half an hour later, our tummy's going to go, shouldn't have eaten this. It's horrible. We know what KFC is about. And as a church, we're called to be an establishment of the Father an establishment of the kingdom so that people know, you know, who the owner is. People know who the head of Thrive is, and that is the Father. And all the other awesome churches in this community, you know, that we're, the estab- we're in a beachhead situation here, an establishment of, of where the Father uh, belongs. Um, I love this verse, Jeremiah 17, 7 and 8. And um, I just want to break this one open a little bit today before I just go through a few things that we're doing here at, at, at Thrive. Um, and um, so here we go, Jeremiah 17, 7 and 8. But blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in Him. They will be like a tree planted by the water that sends, its roots, uh, send out its roots by the stream. It does not fear when the heat comes. Its leaves are always green. It has no worries in a year of drought and never fails to bear fruit. Do you know, um, I just want to pull four things out of this verse. One is the location of the tree. Now, we wind up at this verse here um, with a tree that's strong, resilient. It's, It's looking good. And, it's, and if we backtrack, we go, well, that is because, that's because it's by the source, isn't it? It's by the water. And then you look at this and you go, okay, well, it's paralleling water with trust. It's saying here, the Bible is saying here that, that, that the, the, the tree that is planted by the water is like someone who is planted in trusting God. Someone who is trusting God, someone who is trusting God is drawing from something that is unseen. That's where the roots are. Someone who, you don't know who's trusting God and who's not trusting God, but those who are trusting God are being nourished because they live by the river. It says that they are growing. They'll be like a the tree that sends its root out to the stream. It, they don't have to worry. This is a tree that's by the river. You, when you see a tree by the river, you, a tree by the river just can't help but growing, can it? It's just like you're going to put you put a tree, a sapling, a seed there, and you know if it didn't want to grow, it would have no chance. It's just going to grow because its roots just go there. The water is there, and so the tree becomes a compulsive grower. And I believe that as a church, you know, as we continue to trust in God, we're just going to become compulsive growers. We're just going to grow and grow and grow because we're planted. We know we were planted. We're in the right location. We are nourished. We are nourished because the roots are sent out in the right direction. They're trusting in the right things. You know, there's so many opportunities for us in life to trust in so many different things. But God's saying, hey, no, trust in me. Send, my, send your roots out to me. 
don't send your roots out to your finances, to your good looks, you know, to your job, you know, to, to relationships. They're all, they're all great. You know, they're the fruit, aren't they? They're the fruit. But get your roots, get your trust going towards God. Let Him be the one, you know, who leads you. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him, and He'll do something. Make your path straight. That's it. resilient. It does not fear when the heat comes. Its leaves are always green. It has no worries in a year of uh, drought and never fails to bear fruit. Definition of resilient. I heard someone speak about this recently, um, but resilient, you did too, Lynn? Oh, someone here did. Alan Vink did. Oh, there we go. Resilient, able to recoil or spring back into shape after bending, stretching, or being compressed. You know, resilient is something that can bounce back under pressure. Resilient, something that's resilient has a hard time being crushed, doesn't it? Because it's got elasticity. It's got. It's also got a secure point. And the roots of a strong tree help a tree stay in the ground when the wind blows. You know, we've all seen those trees that just didn't make the winds of, uh, you know, last spring. And they fell over. They, their roots were, you know, they just didn't have what it took. And so when we send our roots out to the Father, when we send our roots out trusting in Him, we become resilient. The other thing that this says here is that um, it, the, the tree doesn't fear when the heat comes. Who wants to be fearless? <laughs> you know, when heat, because it says when the heat comes, eh? it doesn't say if the heat's going to come, maybe the heat's going to come. We're in a, our life is full of seasons, man. You're going to have seasons when the rains are falling and it's falling and you're like, I don't need no roots, man. I'm feeling awesome. I could be a pot plant. I can go from here to here to here to here and I'm sweet. But, you know, when, when the heat comes, eh, when the heat comes, you want to make sure that your roots are in the, in the Lord. Because when, when your roots are in the Lord, you become fearless in the situations that would have scared the heck out of you. And then you have other situations because we're all growing in God and we're being stretched that, that still kind of scare us as well. <laughs> but our roots are in Him. Our roots are in Him. And then lastly um, from this is that um, the tree is fruitful. It has no worries in a year of drought and it never fails to bear fruit. So I, I think this is pretty awesome for us. I'm happy to be planted. Who wants to be planted by the, the stream? I mean, I, I want to be planted. I want us as a church to be become a fearless, resilient, well-nourished church in the right location at the right time so that we are, um, you know, we're going somewhere with the King. And um, it's exciting to be a part of this. So, yeah, so now I'm just going to flick through um, uh, just a few things like, We've got a lot that happens in this church, and if you're running something that I don't mention today, it's not because I don't think you're any less important or anything like that. It's just like, this is what I want to mention uh, to the church in this time. And so this term, we're actually looking at um, kind of doing a bit of a, oh, did you? No, you did. Thank you. Um, doing a bit of a revamp on our connect groups, um, and we want to add some real value uh, back into the connect groups. Um, this is 
Connect groups are about midweek connection. They're about being churches, not just on Sundays. Um, church is about family, doing life together, and being a blessing to each other. It's also about growing and challenging, you know, being like, um, you know, sharpening one another, challenging one another. Um, and so connect groups are a great environment to support and pray and be a blessing. And so... Um, what we're going to do this week is that we are launching three different uh, series across our Connect group. One is the Finger of God series, one is Supernatural Marriage, and one is the Truth Project. And we've done um, the Truth Project here before uh, at Thrive, but we just think it's so great that we're going to create an opportunity um, again for that. So the first one is the Finger of God series. This is uh, three DVDs that are going to be actually on each night. We'll probably just play half the DVD. And this, uh, this series is a powerful uh, series. Um, in the finger of God, uh, the, it's, it's set up as a documentary, okay? So someone's, someone's narrating what's going on. And so the, the um, story goes uh, in, the, in each one of the series in different locations around the world. And you see what God's doing, like on the mission field in Thailand amongst the prostitutes. Then you're in Africa seeing some crazy deliverance session. Then you're in America seeing what God's doing there. And so you see hope, you see miracles, you see um, like the activity of heaven in people's lives. And so yeah, um, if you want to just kind of like, you know, open the door a little bit more to what God's doing in the world, then this series will be a uh, fantastic series for you to connect with. Um, so we've got uh, Laura um, and Kat and Matt and Ricky Lee who are going to be running these um, these DVDs, okay? So actually, Laura, Kat and Matt, you aren't here, and Ricky Lee, I don't know if you're here today. Laura, are you here? Yeah, come on, stand up. Let's just, like, Laura is amazing. She's running a connect group. Let's give her a hand. Woo! Love you, Laura. And so connect with Laura if you want to be um, a part of her group. Or you can grab one of these after the service. They're at the info desk. And it's just got Devin, um, my name on, and phone number on it. And we can help get you located in a connect group, okay? So you can, if you like, you need to leave in a hurry today, grab one of those and um, flick us a text and I'll give you a ring or something like that. So that's the Finger of God series, which is going to be legit. Um, so then, yeah, <laughs> awesome. Uh, next one is the Truth Project. And um, so the Truth Project, this was uh, developed about sort of six to eight years ago. We showed this in the church. Um, the Truth Project is, I'm not going to do this justice because this is all about uh, Christian worldview. Um, and it covers evolution, science, philosophy, ethics, um, the Bible history, it challenges, um, it challenges a non-Christian worldview and really empowers Christians to have a, a Christian worldview. Um, and it's done in a lecture-style um, scenario. So there's a lecturer, and it's in a university kind of style setting. And there's lots of good Q&As that actually happen on the, um, the DVD. But if you're someone who really wants to learn, uh, like, in why you believe what you believe, and how can you partner with Jesus a bit more uh, cognitively, like, uh, it's, it's, good, it's good head stuff. There's good heart stuff in there as well, but there's some really good head stuff in there. So if you're just sort of like, why do I believe that? Why does the church say this about that subject? 
this is a great series to go and listen to. Um, I really would recommend that for you. Um, Lisa McKeefrey is going to be running the Truth Project. So Lisa, would you like to be upstanding? If you, yeah, down the back, let's give it a hand. Let's give Lisa a hand. It's going to be amazing. Uh, and another really valuable series. Um, the last but not least is the, now we've got Supernatural Marriage course happening here. Please refresh and update. Okay, I'll try that one. No, it's, oh no, it's gone that one. And that one, yes, let's give it a hand. Uh, you don't have to. Okay, so Supernatural Marriage um, and Edward and Katie are going to be hosting this at their place. Um, the, this is Bob and Audrey Meisner, um, and they spoke at our National New Life Conference, and they are wonderful people. Um, she is a character of characters. I think uh, Josh actually touched a little bit on their story in church a few weeks ago. Um, and they are all about heart. These guys are heart people. Um, I watched the introduction of the first one, and they said, hey, this is not going to be a course about um, 10 things that you need to be doing better in your marriage, and that's going to make it all better. This is about a heart transformation. And so the course is actually uh, set up as a TV series, so it's set in a TV audience, actually, um, arena. And so it's a really fun um, environment. But they're going to be talk about, talking about heart issues. They've got the most incredible testimony um, of restoration. Um, she had an affair, got pregnant. And they are pastors in a successful church and had a TV ministry. Like, there's an epic fail, and you know, from the world's perspective. But God's restoration came in, and over years they were restored, and they've just got a wonderful testimony. So they are the three um, series that are available in um, our Connect groups. Now, if you're sitting there and you're going, man, I, I just can't get out the door at home, and I've got a heart for people, and I could actually lead a connect group, for goodness sake, then we want to talk with you because um, we think that there's room for some more connect groups in our, in our church family at the moment. So um, it's a great ministry. It's a great encouraging ministry. It's a great shepherding ministry. And um, it's a, uh, being a connect group leader is a, is a really being attached to our vision as a church where family is such an important value. So, yeah, what are you going to do? Have a think about that today. Um, we're not, we don't expect everyone to just, you know, you have to sign up for something, but we would encourage you to be involved at this at, in some level. So that is, oh, and so next things, this is kind of the becoming established vein of my talk today as well. Okay, this is the root stuff. So next things that are happening in our church life, or just to touch on a couple of things that are happening in our church life, um, uh, because that's taking a long time to work is our pastoral care team. We have an awesome pastoral care team here at Thrive Church. Debbie meets with them every two weeks. Um, if you uh, you know someone who needs to be blessed, needs some prayer, or you are that someone, get in touch with Debbie. We have people who, are, who have training and who want to support people in this church, all right? So if you know of anyone who's unsupported, that's not good enough for us. We, we want to make sure that everyone knows the love of, uh, of, of a shepherd 
and um, we're commissioned to be pastors and shepherds to to the church. So please, please um, get in touch with us so that we can um, continue to shepherd and lead and and empower and equip our people. Um, Next one is Mosaic. Now you're like, what's Mosaic? This is a bit of an exciting um, thing that's happening um, right around the corner for us as a church. Uh, At the end of last year, I just, as I was seeking the Lord, just was like, hey, we really want to um, create a, a space and a place in our church family where we can regularly meet together and worship and pray. Uh, worship and prayer, like they're the two most um, important kind of things about what Mosaic is. Um, we also want to see creativity unleashed at Mosaic. So, you know, what is worship? Well, worship is painting, worship is art. You know, it's, I mean, the Bible even says that work is worship, you know, to God, to work, you know, your work is worship. So, when we want to create an environment at Mosaic where it's all about Him and about encounter, and about us praying in accordance with his will and purposes for our town, for our, you know, for our families, for our, for internationally, for our planet. And, and we, we know that we can't do all that on a Sunday morning, can we? It's like, this is the, this is the dinner table, everyone, it's a, it's, it's a smorgasbord, you guys bring stuff to the dinner table, and we all bless each other, and we worship here, but we've got families and different things, uh, time constraints, so Mosaic is just about spending a little longer, actually, in God's presence. And uh, so we're going to be hoping to run this. Um, sometime we're going to kick this off this term every second Sunday night. And that's going to be exciting. I've asked Emma and Connor, actually, to uh, lead Mosaic. So we're really excited about that. Stand up, Emma, Emma, Emma and Connor, or Connor and Emma. Yeah. So that's going to be uh, a really cool space and place. If um, We're not going to have a kid's program initially anyway it's going to be um just come along and ah with god (laughs) and worship him so um i think i've got something else on here as well i am it's just a little slow church that is the other place you can become established who knew Woo! sunday mornings all right let's move along Okay, so our unfolding vision here. You guys are doing well. I know this is not the traditional message style of things, but I just really want to give you a kind of like what's going on in our church family and what we feel God's calling us to, as I said. So our unfolding vision. Um, Yay, Jesus. (laughs) Treasure hunting. Now, what does this mean? You know, uh, it says in Proverbs, it's the glory of God to conceal a matter. And it's the glory of kings to search out that matter. And so he, um, he hides things for us. He doesn't hide things from us. Because in that pursuit of um, us looking for something, it grows us, challenges us, and it's an exciting adventure. So we've got a couple of things here that aren't your, aren't your usual church treasure hunting things. And so I just want to talk about, um, firstly, the climbing wall out the back, because everyone's like, what is that out there? And what are you guys doing with that? And it actually cost a little bit of money, and, and then um, we actually haven't seen it hit its full potential. Um, and so as a leadership team um, and as a build team, we are sensing that the right thing to do for us is actually to sell it and use the money for uh, from it and um, put it into the build fund. Um, so this was something that 
you know, with Chris as well last year, we talked about it, leaders meetings, and, and it was just like, okay, this is kind of, this is what we're, this is what we think we're doing with it. And I say think because we're actually not entirely sure. We feel like we're going, God, what do you want to do with it? It's an amazing, um, you know, it's an amazing uh, asset if we uh, had a climbing instructor, had a business model here at church and we could do it. But at the moment, it's an underutilized resource. Um, And so we are looking at the possibilities of actually getting it removed, relocated it, selling it to a high school or something like that. So that's something that you guys could pray with us about. It's, it's, it cost us, it cost somewhere around $80,000. Um, I don't know if we could sell it for that much right now, but it'd be nice, wouldn't it? Um, so that's one of those, we're in this together things. And so if you have ideas, be prayerful about this. We want to know God's best for the climbing wall. Um, the next thing, uh, obviously, um, and is our church building. Um, and I want to bring this up again because God spoke clearly to Chris about um, that there's another building for us as a church. And I want to stand here as the kind of the next pastor and say, I agree with you, Chris. I really do. I'm excited about um, a, our own building and our own location that's a bit bigger for us that we can uh, do a lot more from uh, and, and, and see God's kingdom bless this community even more than it does. I'd love to see a great big field out the front where we can have games for kids and youth are just there and it's just like awesome, you know, playground. It's just like, wow, I want to go there on a Sunday because something amazing is happening and, and uh, we don't exactly know where this is in Rangiora. We have about $50,000 in our account towards this thing. It's probably going to cost a couple of million. Um, you know, this we're on the cusp of breakthrough. <laughs> like God's calling us somewhere. And, you know, the Bible says so much regarding Abraham that, you know, Abraham went out not knowing where he was going. But he went out. He went out in faith. And he was looking for a city whose architect and builder was God. And so, we're a people of faith, and we're going to step this way and say, yes, God, we're here to be a blessing in this town. And if this is what you're saying, we're right there with you. And so um, in regards to our church building, um, there's a, a team of guys that uh, we're still meeting with, uh, I'm meeting with, which is Josh and Edward and Sean, and we're praying. We're just like meeting regularly, uh, spending time talking about what we think uh, are possibilities, praying about where God's leading, just praying for each other as well. But we're just like, you know, speaking life over this vision. We're camping around it and we're not going to let it go. So that's just to let you guys know um, regarding where um, where we're at with with the church building. Ha! Ah, say hi to your neighbor. Woo! Tell them they're amazing. Tell them that they're becoming irresistibly good-looking. <laughs> Yeah. So, um, I read this book last year, and it talked. It, it challenged pastors to throw out the word relevant. Said it's not. It's not just you know. You, it's not. It's not. It's irrelevant. Yeah. It's like throw it out because if you're just trying to be relevant, then you're just kind of on the tail of what everyone else is doing. And he said, you want to get the word irresistible into your speech and language. Because, you know, it wasn't Jesus was irresistible. You know, large crowds followed Jesus. 
um, because of the signs and the wonders and the miracles that he did, because of what he gave, that, you know, he fed people spiritually, physically, emotionally. He, people were set free because of what he carried on his life. He was irresistible. And um, I think that we can become irresistible to our community. So when someone sees our church when they drive past, I'm like, wow, that's a, that looks cool. When someone comes up the driveway on a Sunday morning, we've got like a cool, I don't know, awning out there, and we've got some stuff for kids in the driveway up there, and we've got our, our host team so huge that we've got people greeting people down there with umbrellas if it's raining, and they're helping people with parking, and, and they're just like, wow, what's going on here? I feel so cared for. I feel so drawn into this place. When they come in, because we've brought a portacom, and that's out by the climbing wall, there's like a cafe area in the main, in the, in the, the, the lobby uh, out there, and you can turn up at 9.30 and have a latte and, and enjoy some kind of ambience here and, and, and relationship and community, and then that's an irresistible atmosphere here, and then we come in and we've already got an irresistible atmosphere in here, eh? as Ian Wright said, don't, don't take for granted what you've got going on here. And, and so this just it's all about like, hey, revealing you know, the nature of Christ. I mean, I'm talking about a lot of kind of things there. There's more to it than just things and, and signs and flashing lights and all that. There's obviously heart in, involved with this whole thing as well. But practically, we want to we wanna equip you guys to become irresistible to your friends, <laughs> to our community, and beyond. Eh? So um, we've got these little um, cards that we've done up here as you can see up there, these are invitation cards. And we just thought, man, it would be a cool step in that direction for you guys to be equipped with a, just a little thing to say, hey, would you like to come to church with me? Or have you? did you know that I go to church? This is, this is uh, our service times, and we'd love to see you there. And you feel confident that when you bring them along that it's not going to be like a a freak show it's going to be awesome or they're not going to be like they're not going to be like cringe factored out but you have confidence that they're going to be respected and looked after in this environment um, and there will always be a challenge for someone who comes though I don't want to say that there won't be a challenge because you know we are here speaking the word of God which is different than the world <laughs> so there will be that but we want to make it as easy for you as possible to invite inv invite your friends so we've got um, like guys and girls and kids and youth cards as well and they're available at the info desk now as well um, that, so you can take one of those after the service or you know whatever um, and then out the front of the church we are going to put some decorations on the window some signage Kiora we'd love to meet you and so that's just to give you a bit of a heads up. Um, we, I don't know if we a actually like should use the word Kiora because, my gosh, we're the most white middle-class church just about ever. But I don't want to – let's open our hearts up to different cultures as well, eh? So <laughs> it's Kiwi. It's awesome. Um, so that's kind of a little bit of that. Next – uh, exciting thing that we're on uh, the edge of this month is Miracle May. And, um, oops, sorry, that's flicked over. My little thing didn't do what it did on the, sorry, that Jack Reedman had his albums coming out soon. Oh, get with the program. Yeah, I'm trying. Slowly. Miracle May. Yeah, you've already seen it now anyway, but um, Miracle May. 
let me just see. This this is a, a, a courageous month for us, Miracle May. Um, in the past, we ha- uh, Miracle May has been the, if you know, I'll just bring it up to speed. It's the month where we say, hey, we want to bless this community. We've uh, got some agencies, some people that we just think really need to know that we love them, we support them, and we want to give to them financially. And so Miracle May culminates at the end with uh, an offering, and um, we give to those organizations. Last year it was Rachel's House with 24-7 Youth Ministry. Um, there are a couple of other random acts of kindness uh, for some young people that we did along the way as well. And there were other things. Uh, the, the gift, remember the, the event that we did at the end of the year? And we opened this place up to the community. And that was really, really cool. So that's what miracle, we're heading towards that with Miracle May again this, this, uh, this month. But we also want to make Miracle May uh, a month that we focus on as individuals that your generosity could be someone else's miracle as well. Your, your random act of kindness, your, your, you know, your hug, your friendship, your blessing uh, could be someone else's miracle. And so, yes, we're heading there financially, but we also, we, we're, like I said a few weeks ago, we're here, we're blessed to be a blessing, aren't we? And so this month, we just want to be a little bit more intentional about maybe it's crossing the chicken line uh, and doing something a little bit courageous uh, to, to reveal the heart of the Father to those around you. So this month, though, um, uh, so yeah, this year, we're going to use um, the money towards kind of, we're thinking four kind of main um, areas. First one up is uh, 24-7, um, our high school uh, ministry. And so, oh, sorry. It's meant to have like, yeah, Donut Week, that's coming too. It's going to be great. We're all good? No? Go back. Yay. So if I go up. No. Sorry. It's actually meant to have some really cool funky effects that were meant to happen, but it just hasn't worked with the, um, with the iPad. Go with you. Ah. <laughs> Gosh, you're annoying. I love you. Yay. Okay, so. Yeah, so 24-7 uh, high school youth ministry. This has been, uh, it was started in Canterbury about 10 years ago. It's now right over New Zealand. Uh, there's about seven different 24-7 youth ministry workers in Rangiro High School at the moment. And uh, so a youth worker there will be in there for about 10 hours practical with a with a student. And then they'll have another uh they have courses that they go to, like Jack's doing this at the moment. So he's being empowered in different qualifications to become a, an awesome youth worker in Rangiora High School. Isn't that awesome? So he's on a mission field in there. He's uh, like he's doing fun things as well, like Smoke Free Rock Quest. He like helped three bands get to that. But he's also working with uh, teenagers that are really struggling. In, um, and he was telling me just yesterday how he's got a meeting this week with someone who's really like struggling with depression. And he's just right in there on the front line blessing them. And so we've got local ministry and local, he's a local missionary, isn't he? So we want to send some value that way and support uh, Jack in that role. Uh, the, the wage for a, a youth worker comes from three different spheres and one of those um, thirds is from the local church. So that's how we're going to see that um, happen. Uh, next one is Donut Week. 
that sounds like fun. Now, please, yes, Whew. it went to the police. I thought it might go just to the next slide. So, um, I, what, yeah, Deb and I have talked about this for a few years, actually, that we'd just like to bless the socks off the police for a week. We just like to, yeah, we don't know if it's donuts yet. I, I actually rang Israel yesterday. I said, hey, is this going to be a little bit cringy or offense, offensive? Uh, you know, it's very American, the donut thing. But if we called it donut week, is that all right? He's like, ring this guy. Okay. Uh, so, um, yeah, but we're going to strategically bless the police some week. And it's probably just going to be with lots of food and encouragement and tell them that they're doing a great job. So that's um, another thing that we're really excited about doing um, as well. Uh, the next thing that we're going to continue to give towards is uh, Rachel's House. Um, and this is an amazing organization. I've got about 25 young ladies on their, um, on their books at the moment, and they are supporting them through pregnancy and being a young mother and just the rest of those life skills in a very broad um, brushstroke. And we'll spend a little bit more time talking about them. What's that? Sorry. Teenagers, yeah, yeah, thank you, yeah. And so um, we've given to these guys in the past, and this actually, Rachel's house came from Sue Moffat, who is um, in this uh, church, and it's she's, um, Karen forwarded a verse to me last night that, um, that was the catalyst, this verse, for Rachel's house coming into being what it is, and I'll read it to you, it's amazing, it's from Jeremiah 31. It says, this is what the Lord says, a voice is heard in Ramah, mourning and great weeping, Rachel weeping for her children and refusing to be comforted. Because her children are no more. I'll put that together again because it's so significant. Rachel weeping for her children and refusing to be comforted because her children are no more. And when you think about the, uh, you know, the accessibility of abortion, you can see the value of what is happening here. This is what the Lord says. Restrain your voice from weeping and your eyes from tears, for your work will be, um, will be rewarded, declares the Lord. They will return from the land of the enemy, so there is hope for your future, declares the Lord. Your children will return to their own land. That's amazing, eh? And that was especially, I think, pertinent for Sue because she had um, herself had been... Um, separated from her parents and came back and restored. And it was just, yeah, yeah pretty awesome. So we're going to give generously towards um, Rachel's house. Um, so we're excited about that. The, um, the next thing we're going to look at relaunching is a party in the park. So that's going to be really, really exciting. Um, we did this, if you don't know what that is, we did this uh, to celebrate our 25th year uh, being a church, yeah, 1988, we've been repping the goon since 1998, we used to have a t-shirt, a youth t-shirt that says repping the goon, and so uh, we are going to bring a great party to um, Victoria Park, and it's going to be full of awesome things, and pretty much free, I think, I say pretty much, because we haven't actually done the complete budget yet, there may be cheap sausages there that um, need to be purchased. But we had, we uh, obviously the card there shows that we had a double-decker bus there. We had uh, bouncy castles galore, uh, those cones, snow cones. Uh, it was all good. Like we had bands on the stage, eh, just rocking it out. And um, yeah, it was awesome. Even Alan Fairbrother, I think, was on the stage just like 
cutting a tune. And, and so it was great. We probably had about two or 3,000 people that came that day, I think. That would be a fair estimate. I think that was what we thought afterwards. And we're like, yes, this is something we want to do again. We did the gift last year, but we think we could just do one big event per year. So we are going to do this early next year, um, late January, early February. So we'll let you know as we um, kind of go that way. All right. So winding this up. Ah, the last thing as well is the ark, and this is acts of random kindness, yeah, and so if we have any leftover money <laughs> from your generosity, we're going to be looking for those little things and those people, well, they may not be little, but they may be significant opportunities for us to actually give. So uh, what are we targeting for as a church? We are targeting for, that didn't work, it was there? I'm trying. Okay, so let's not use this whole system again, all right? Just between you and me. Yay, 10K. We're hoping for 10K. And we did a bit of a, a draft budget up, and we think that's what it's going to take to actually do each one of these spheres really well. Uh, so this is your opportunity uh, to be to be generous this month. Um now, just on that note, please don't reallocate your regular tithes to the uh, to the ten thousand um, dollars. We had a challenging month financially in April, to be fair to say. So this is actually quite a bold move for me to stay up, stand up the front and say, "Okay, on top of uh, April, we're going to actually we're going to believe to give more." And so, this is about you partnering with the with the Holy Spirit from this point in. I've given you guys a vision of, uh, of, of and some targets about what we want. In no way do we want to, you know, twist your arm to give, um, but we want to we want to tell you that if you don't give, you will be missing out on a great opportunity to give <laughs> and to be a blessing. Um, and that's what we're called to be uh, in our in our community. So, um, if we could just have the band up now, that'd be great because we just, just want to finish with a song uh, this morning as well. Um, your generosity could be someone else's miracle. And, and um, just throughout, throughout this month of May, I just want to hit a few things here just because you'll be like, how can I be a blessing? Here's some ideas for you. Texting and encouragement, that is being a blessing. I, Josh shared last week about a text he received. I got one the same night from someone, and it's like it's awesome to be encouraged with texts, all right? Let's just, let's just become an encouraging culture of texting. You could do something random like paying for someone else's petrol. You could be an artist and give a painting away. Yesterday I was hoeing out the front of my garden and I noticed that my neighbor's garden was like crazy with thistles and weeds. And I was like, you know, I'm just going to do that. So I just went over for 10 minutes and just pulled out her weeds and gave it a hoe and all that sort of thing. You know, that's, that was easy to do. You know, you could, I, I tell you something, this is like a little pet peeve here. You could mow that person's, you know, boom. That's just like, you know, that you could have mown. It was just an extra, like, couple of meters, and you could do it. Just because it's on their property, I think you have permission just to tidy it up as well. Just be a blessing. Be a blessing. Just mow a little bit further. You could bake cookies or a cake for someone. You could give a card. You could give money. You could pray for someone and cross the chicken line. You know, you don't have to be a pastor. Let me to pray for someone, please. 
please, please, don't, don't write yourself off because you don't know how to be articulate as a prayer. Be healed. You can pray. Jesus' most powerful prayers were one word. He's like, uh, healed? Yeah, it happened. Arise. You know, be free. You just, you know, that's all you need to do. It's just standing in faith going, you know, God could use me in this moment. I have words. I can speak. I'm a child of God. I'm going to be courageous. Let's just stand up and pray, and then we're going to finish with an awesome song. Yeah, thank you, Holy Spirit. We just thank you for your amazing love. We thank you for your heart towards us. We thank you for your generosity over us. We want to connect with with what you're doing. We thank you for a connection right now with what you're doing and what you're speaking over our lives and over this community. We have purpose because of that connection. Without it, we have no purpose. And we just thank you right now, Lord, for speaking to hearts and lives right right across this room, Lord, on on the subject of generosity and, and of becoming a giver, Lord. We thank you for our community. We thank you for the broken. Not that they're broken, but that, that there's a solution. There's an answer for, for hurt. There's healing for pain. We thank you that, that there's hope where there's hopelessness, God. And, and we thank you that we could be your messengers of hope and of blessing in this location. You're awesome, God.